This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Thursday, July 25th. This is episode 259. Yeah, better believe it. Uh, Did I already say it's Thursday, July 25th? Okay. Yeah. I'm getting old. I don't remember what I just said five seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. I'm drinking beer. (laughs) <laughs> Yay! I like to drink beer. Uh, well, we have a fun show lined up for this yes. evening. Yes. We're going to be talking to Tony. I'm excited for it. Who who talks to God. Yeah. He mm. has conversations with God. He does. Should be fun. His show's a lot of fun. The difference in his conversations with God, uh-huh. God talks back. Yes, this is true. Like, audibly for re- the rest yes. of the world to hear. Yes. Tony mm-hmm. runs a show called mm-hmm. Conversations with God that is a lot of fun. It's Each episode is like 20 minutes long, so you can listen to it on your commute, mm-hmm. or on your way back, on your way to or from work. I, I think I, I loaded like <laughs> seven episodes to listen to on the way to work because I have a longer drive than normal people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I listen to all of, all of my podcasts at three times speed. Okay. To get through them all. And so God God and Tony talk very quickly, uh, as far as I can recall from what I've ah. heard from their shows. But. Like the guy who used to do the Micro Machines commercials? Sure. <laughs> you don't you remember that? I Vaguely. He would do the commercials for Micro Machines. Yeah. But he'd be talking like really fast, like, hey, the Micro Machine. Like blah, 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 yeah. 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 And he died. Oh, damn. <laughs> Did he? From yeah. talking too fast? Exactly. Uh, you only get so many words in life. I don't uh, know. Yeah. And he used them all too quick. <laughs> Those Southerners, they've they got it down to science. Yep. They're going to be around <laughs> for a really long time. That's why you always have them Hills people living to be over 100 <laughs> years old. I'll just take it easy, take my time, and everything's good. Yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Uh, what have you guys been doing for the last week? Uh, when did we leave? We leave what? Who's we? Who's we and where did we leave from? Oh, last week. Oh, that was last Thursday. Uh-huh. What did I do last Friday? Did you survive the aerial bombardments last night? Honestly, they weren't that bad. I was surprised. You're, yeah, they weren't that bad here either. Not as bad as the fourth. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the dogs here were freaking out a bit, but yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as the fourth. So some people might be confused right now. Yeah. On why we have aerial bombardment so far after the 4th of July. Oh, true, because we live in Utah. Yeah. We're celebrating Pioneer Days. <laughs> yeah, sir. Got to mark the Mormons entering Utah by blowing shit up. When, when, they, when they fled the United States from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crossed over the mountains after, you know, lots and lots and lots of people died trying yeah. to get here. And Brigham Young got fucking tired of moving anywhere, and he just looked around and he said, well... Fuck, I guess this is the, the place. place. There's a fucking seagull. We'll stay here. Didn't he think <laughs> that he'd reached the reach fucking Zion. West Coast or something? Like I he could hope see he the wasn't Great that Salt stupid. 
wouldn't surprise me. It's it's something I heard when I was younger, but I've never like look. It's a it's a cove it from much. the ocean, yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be fine here. Look, there's seagulls and there's the ocean. Mm. It's gonna be great here. Now, Utah's good now. I'm sure back then it fucking sucked. Hot. Oh dry, yeah. Yep. Fucking nothing around. It wasn't the ocean. It's a fucking dead sea. Yeah. There's no fish in it. I wonder if they got here and grabbed their fishing poles and like, I'm going to catch me some ocean fish. Stood out there for hours. <laughs> hours, days. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Like, well, I guess I ain't feeding my family this week. Man, I forgot how to fish on that walk over here. <laughs> I suck now. So, yeah, the 24th uh, is, is Utah's Pioneer Days. Yeah. Where we celebrate our Pioneer Mormon heritage. If you have it. Yeah. Well, and it's like fucking... People here in Utah who use Confederate flags and yep. Yeah. Yep. like like we're a southern state or some shit. Well, it's a sign of rebellion, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're re- rebelling against the country they claim to love at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, yeah. Just like the swastika is a sign of white superiority. <laughs> it's always the same people who also fly the "Don't Tread on Me" flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gadsden flag and the Confederate flag. Which is funny because... And then they said, don't you touch the American flag. The Confederate flag is treading on the American flag. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Don't tread on me or my flag. Don't burn the American flag. I I just need more room in my truck. I can only fly two flags, (laughs) one on either side. I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate the American flag, but you know. I got a sticker. Got to go with my heritage first. Yeah. My racism first. Fucking dummies. Uh, Yeah, so it has been a week, and you did survive the bombardment. I did. Then I I spent all day today on a boat, so my brain is all foggy. Oh, sounds rough. Well. That's a tough life, Ryan. (laughs) It is. I'm going to have to spend the day on a boat today. Uh, And then drive my Corvette here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's it's a rough life. (laughs) I mean, it was 70 degrees up there. Oh, Jesus. Just on a. $200,000 $200,000 fucking wake are, are boat. You okay? Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did it, did anybody, was somebody checking on you the whole time to make sure you were safe? I don't know, because they let me hang off the back. There's a few times where he hit the gas. I'm like, oh, I'm going to fucking fall off. <laughs> when I was trying to film, and I'm like, ooh. Oh, yeah, because you were filming what out on a boat? Uh, it's a professional wakeboarder who does a lot of instructing. Mm-hmm. And he's making a set of like instructional videos to tell people like, hey, this is where everyone screws up in doing this. This is how these tricks are done. This is like how you train and everything else. See that there coming off the back of the boat? That's a wake. See this here underneath my feet? It's a board. We're going to wake board. Well, that's the problem with people. Yeah. Like he was going through it and like showing like, hey, if you want to get this type of wake, like this is how you adjust the boat to get the wake right and... Like, I didn't even under, like, you saying goes... Gotta fix your trim, fucker! Well... Fix the fern back! Well, this boat has, like, 5,000 pounds worth of ballast it moves around in it to cause the... Oh, it's like a special wakeboarding... It's a special wakeboard... It's built just for wakeboarding and wake surfing and that kind of stuff, so it can move ballast around and do all that, but, like, I didn't get, like, when you're saying, it goes, watch me on the water, you'll see when stuff doesn't work, he goes... It's like a trampoline out there. He goes, if another boat passes too close and it fucks up my wave, he goes, I'll go to jump and there won't be a wave to jump. And I'm like, I don't even see what you're looking at. 
they, I would watch him and I'd see him try to go for it. And it's like, there's nothing there. So I was like, I'm like, Oh, there it is. He's like, he uses the water. To like you saying, it's like a trampoline. Like mm. you can bounce yourself and like double bounce off the waves. And if someone else is coming through and fucking your wake up, you can either add to it or take away from it. And that could really fucking hurt you. Mm. So he wants to put out instructions for people to show, Hey, this is good. This is bad. This will be a fun time. This will get you killed. Hmm. Wise up, dummies. This is how yeah. you should wake board. Because apparently a lot of people don't do it because they say it's actually rather hard. And he was explaining to us why it's hard. Hmm. Because when he's like, if I tell, if I go through an edit with you and I tell you to look for the part where I do a 560 Mickey with a grab, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, do you? And I'm like, nope. See how fucking stupid you are, Ryan? <laughs> no, but that's why he's like, he's like, that's why this has been hard. He goes, edit most film people and editors don't know the lingo of wakeboarding. So they see something, think that that looks cool. He goes, I look at that and go, you're embarrassing me. I screwed up there. Those professionals will see that I screwed up and I don't want that put into a training video. Hmm. Uh-huh. So he's going to be helping you go through yeah. the edits yeah, and, and all that too. Do all that stuff. Then he's got a place where he goes back and does all the voiceover work and composes music for the stuff. And hmm. so Sounds like he takes his wakeboarding pretty seriously. He, yeah. he teaches professionally. Oh, yeah? Like, he will fly out to Dubai for a month and train people there how to wake. But he travels the world doing this stuff. Sounds like a rough life. It sounds like he basically like, goes, if if we get this down right, he goes, this is a very lucrative business because no one else is fucking doing it and everybody wants instruction. Yeah. Like, the boat driver was saying, goes, yeah, I make 500 an hour doing this. I was like, what? For driving a boat? Yeah, for being a professional wakeboard boat driver. Hmm. Maybe I need to <laughs> look into a change of career. And I was like, holy fuck. And I didn't even ask how much classes cost. Because the classes are only an hour long. Hmm. I'm like, I'm not even going to question how much you guys charge to teach people this stuff. It's got to be a lot if the yeah. boat driver is charging five hundred. It's like is this, is this like a five grand an hour to give instruction from a professional wakeboarder? Oh, rich people problems. Yep, and that's why they do it up by Park City. <laughs> uh, and you, sir, I had a pretty uneventful week. Yeah. What about you? that's a pretty good deflection man that was was like pro level shit right there (laughs) um (laughs) i i spent a lot of money on doors we have to get doors replaced we live in an older home it was built in 72 and there's just shit that's starting to fall apart the we've got a couple french doors in the dining room it sounds hoity-toity doesn't it (laughs) but it's not it was an addition put on the house, and there are a couple French doors, and they, they're just so old, and the house is settled around the doors that the frames are, are twisting, uh, and the doors are warped, and they get a lot of sun exposure from the west every day, and so the doors are warping and peeling, and they, they just don't fucking seal anymore. The one door we can't even get to latch anymore. Like, oh, wow. In order to keep it closed, we have to slam it and then you know work some special magic on the deadbolt to get it to stay closed i didn't realize they were that bad oh yeah they're fucking terrible Uh, so we're getting those replaced and then we've got a door from our bedroom out onto the side Mm -hmm. deck thing over here and that door is 
I think almost as old as the as the French doors in the dining room. And it swings out, which is weird. Like for Whoa. for an exterior door to swing out on a residence is not the norm at all. Yeah. True. I was gonna say for for a business that's a code requirement. Yeah. Yeah. Um and it's a steel door and it is just it's same thing. It's getting old and falling apart. We had a big windstorm and I had the dogs outside one day and I opened the door to let them in and the wind just howling through there and whipping around, you know, hitting that side of the house. It all funneled right to where the door was and just yanked it out of my hand and fucking swung it all the way open. And it went and hit the exterior wall and hit it so hard that the wall is fine, but the door handle itself Mm -hmm. like dented in the door (laughs) and separated part of the door away from the glass there's a big glass yeah. insert in the door i was really surprised the glass didn't, didn't break. break um but yeah so that door's all fucked up but so yeah we're getting a new door we're getting an in swing there without a glass insert and then the doors in the dining room we get instead of having french doors we're getting sliders with the blinds built into the glass so that's cool so that the dogs don't fuck up the blinds yeah which will be nice and then we don't have to worry about cleaning the blinds, uh, adjusting them as much, and st- it'll just be a lot nicer. And to have doors that actually fucking work all the time, <laughs> and don't let you know Snow all kinds of through. bugs and heat and cold transferring in and out of the yeah. house all the time, it'll it it will be much nicer. Looking forward to that. Um, apart from that, it's been work, 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 a, a work. We did go and see uh, Patton Oswalt and yeah. Daniel Tosh, which were both really good shows. Who was, I liked who was them better? both very much. Um, I would say I preferred Patton Oswalt's show. It was a smaller theater. Just seemed a little more personal. And I, I just love Patton Oswalt. He's just a genuinely mm-hmm. decent person. Well, how has his comedy changed a lot since his wife passed away? Like, no, he... not really. I mean, he he mentions her. You know, he talks about his life, and he mentions his his wife, who's now dead, and his new wife and yeah. his daughter, and talks about some of those things and and navigating this new life that he's found with this with his new wife. And yeah, so I know a lot of comp- comedians will take their you know current life situation and turn it into their set. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a part of his set trying to not a make light of his wife's death, but kind of like, hey, it's part of the grieving process. No, I don't I don't think he's ever, at least that I've seen, I don't think he's ever made light of his wife's death. He's he's spoken pretty plainly about it and some of the struggles that he's had and that he went through some depression for yeah. a little while and how hard it was to talk to his daughter about it and how hard it was to even be around his daughter for a while after his wife's death because now he's the sole caregiver and how's he going to handle that but he talked a lot about you know what he does with his daughter like daddy daughter days and shit like that and just cute things she does and and his set is really funny and he of course is an atheist and so he mentioned that and yeah it was good it was a really good set and tosh was was a lot of fun too he was he was really funny um he had a couple openers for him that were also very funny and then they showed a bunch of clips from Tosh.0 okay. before he came on stage. Nice. They were both really good shows. Had a good time with both of them. Um, traffic for Daniel Tosh. No, for uh, 
Patton Oswalt was shit because it was a Kingsbury Hall on the campus of the University of Utah, and they had mm-hmm. some young life living essential mm-hmm. oil bullshit fucking convention going on at Eccles Stadium. A woo fest. Yeah, yeah. But a fucking woo fest with like tens of thousands of people oh, in attendance, shit. and so parking on campus was fucking nuts. Traffic is fucking nuts. Everywhere downtown is swamped. And you talk, you talk to people who work in the in the local businesses downtown, like the restaurants and bars and shit like that. And they're like, God, I'll be so happy when this fucking essential oil shit is over <laughs> because these people come in here and they've just layered like every fucking essential oil that they sell on oh, themselves. Yeah. And just, it's so like just, it's like walking through a field of I'm trying mint to think what, and lavender. Yeah. And, I'm trying to think like the, the old lady like craft stores where they just have that weird smell in them. Yeah. Something you can't quite put your finger on. Yeah. You know you've smelled it before. It smells like a flower, but more pungent. Uh-huh. What is fucking going on? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah, like our, our, like the driver for the lift that we took there and back, they, they both were like, oh, you guys in town for the, for the young living <laughs> essential oils or whatever? I'm like, no, we're going to go see a comedy show. He's like. I kind of figured because I couldn't smell you when you got in my car. <laughs> like there, they all just fucking. Oh yeah, have you noticed how great I smell? It's my essential oil, and it also helps with your rheumatoid arthritis yeah. and your cancers. Yeah. And no, it doesn't at all. You fucking nincompoop. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good week. Uh, super busy with work. Spent a lot on doors. I'm fucking gonna gonna be in the poorhouse for a little bit <laughs> over those. Man, that was that was a lot. Um. But yeah, we got lots of fun stuff. We're going to do some newsy stuff before we get Tony and maybe God will pay us a visit while we're talking to Tony. But we'll get to all of that momentarily after this break. Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. We have the Latter Day Lesbian Podcast. It's the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm -hmm. And so we do that every week on a podcast, don't we? We do. You're supposed to jump in. Sorry. Just jump in any time. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. We are available on your favorite podcast app. Just uh, look for Latter-day Lesbian, where your favorite podcast can be heard. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Sex is horrible and no one really likes it. So that's what I play whenever I uh, catch a kid with a condom. My readers will love this. Oh, and this is what I play whenever I catch a student with drugs. <clears throat> Meth gives you joy only gods can experience, but don't do it. You and the godless revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. What? do you have for us this week, Matt? Well, this is from RNS, a religious news service. Mm. A popular Christian bookseller is changing its name after a deluge of requests for cannabis-related products. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Did you say Adele used it for what? A a deluge. A deluge. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. I got my old man ears on. (laughs) For years, uh, Peabody, Massachusetts-based Christian book distributors has been known by the initial CBD. <laughs> the bookseller announced last month it will go by Christian Book to avoid confusion with cannabis, an increasingly popular derivative product that shares its initials. Mm. Uh, the problem is the other CBD is just so popular at this point in time, 
that it just kind of overwhelms our brand, Christian book president and CEO <laughs> Ray Hendricks had told the New York Times. Because their brand isn't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> Using CBD is more popular than God these days. Uh-huh. Our, our website crashed. <laughs> the other CBD does not get users high, but it has exploded in popularity over the past year, appearing in everything from oils and lotions to beers and lollipops and claiming to relieve anxiety and pain, among other things. Drugstores, Walgreens, and CVS have said they will carry CBD products in some states. Even some Christians are exploring its use. Mm. A website called God's Greenery publishes posts about CBD, how Christians can view it morally, and what scripture might have to say about it. In the meantime, Christian Book has sold books that other Christian resources and other Christian resources for four decades. What started as two teenage brothers selling Christian books from a catalog out of their parents' house eventually grew into the world's largest seller of Christian products, according to a statement from the bookseller. They spelled propaganda wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The company also sells books on its website, cbd.com. In the past, a Google search for CBD would place our company at the top of the results page. (laughs) Now, our CBD is nowhere to be found in the search results. Only sites for the cannabis product are listed, and paid ads are no longer allowed. Uh, As this wave of popularity over the other CBD is not likely to subside, we will stop referring to ourselves as CBD and will also drop the word distributors from our company name. (laughs) Going forward, we will operate under the name of Christian Book. Now they're going to get a bunch of CB radio enthusiasts like, hey, I'm looking for a new CB. Bunch of truckers. Break, break. Can you come on? Christian Book is their new handle. Uh, Though the name has changed, Hendricks had said in the statement that nothing else about Christian Book's business has. Customers still buy the same Christian blah, 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 blah. I wonder how much they're able to sell the domain cbd.com for right it, they did say oh, it wasn't for sale but yeah they should rethink that if they're not going to use distributors in their name anymore mm-hmm. they're not going to use cbd as their as shorthand for their business anymore it, that's got to be yeah it's got to be worth some good money and i'm guessing imagine. that sales of their product is also declining so i would if i were them i'd cash in on that shit man take the money right. and run while you can cuz it's only going to get worse for them from here, I think. Well, I mean, if people are asking for it, give it to them. Yeah. They should just get into the business of selling CBD just essential change, oils. Change their whole business model. Yep. They can still sell books, but. We're no longer selling God products. Well, I guess it is kind of a God product yeah. if you believe in that kind of thing. The holy CBD oil. I mean, it did create everything after all. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. What else you got for us? Uh, this is from a corner of the world we don't often go to, Tasmania. Hmm. In a ruling Wednesday, the Supreme Court of Tasmania said Christian missionaries Fanny Alida Baraput and Rambertus Cornelius Baraput, come on, Australia, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. uh, must pay roughly $2.3 million in taxes, administrative costs, and other debts, according to ABC. The money which is which in U.S. dollars would be about $1.6 million, uh, will go to the Australian Taxation Office. The pair, who in years ha- past have had property seized because of their outstanding debts, defended themselves in the case. <laughs> uh, Baraput 
told the court, we believe that the Constitution affirms the fact that the Commonwealth resides within the jurisdiction of the law of the Almighty God, and <laughs> the law of the Almighty God is the supreme law of this land. Uh -huh. Judge, Judge Stephen Holt disagreed, contending that there is no passage in the Bible to support their claim. Uh, quote, <laughs> I believe the submissions to be honestly and genuinely held beliefs rather than an attempt to avoid tax liabilities, he said. However, but in my view, the Bible effectively said that civil matters and the law of God operate in two different spheres. Hmm. Yeah. Render unto Caesar, Caesar what is Caesar's. Yeah. 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 Yep. So huh. they, they weren't running a church or anything. They're just two religious notes that says, God yeah. said, I don't pay taxes. Yeah. It yep. sounds like the, uh, uh, it's our Fuck. deeply held belief that we shouldn't have to. Yeah, it sounds like the, the people here in the U.S. that do that uh, uh, sovereign citizen bullshit. Uh -huh. Like, I don't pay taxes. I'm not a citizen. <laughs> yeah, that libertarian shit. Yeah. Awesome. So don't ever call the police or the fire department. Don't use any roads. Don't use any roads. No plumbing for you. No post. Yeah. Well, they, 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 it's funny watching, like, I've, 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 I go down the rabbit holes of the internet uh -huh. and watching like sovereign citizen arrests because they film everything uh -huh. and it doesn't look good for them in court. <laughs> uh, but their thing is they're not, tr they're not, it's, they're traveling and they have the right to travel and it shall not be impeded mm -hmm. and they don't need a driver's license <laughs> or register their vehicle <laughs> or have insurance unless they're driving for commercial purposes. <laughs> I like watching those videos. Those people are so fucking out there. It's like, well, you, so you're taking a single law and figuring that that just trumps everything because yep. you want it to. Yep. It's this magic law that you're that you're pulling out of your pocket. Well, even a lot of them I've heard them even say the uh, the old line of I follow God's laws, not <laughs> man's laws. <laughs> yeah, well, have God uh, pay your parking ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have God bail you out of jail. I'm sure that's going to happen. Yeah. Pray real hard and see if he gives you a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> See if he'll get your car out of impound yeah. for you. That'll, that'll work, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, huh. Well, that's fun. <laughs> what else you got for us? <laughs> More Americans identify with no religion than ever before, according to a new study on religious affiliation. I think that happens every year now. But three states did see an increase in evangelical growth. You guys have any guesses? Um, Mississippi. Alabama. Georgia. Flor no. Florida. None of those. Oh. oh. Alaska, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Oh. Mm. Which is interesting. Yes. And while Catholics saw the greatest decline across the states, they grew in the nation's capital. Ryan Burge, a political science professor at Eastern Illinois University, described the results from the Cooperative Congressional Election Study from 2008 to 2018, which he published earlier this month. CCES was produced by Harvard University and administrated, administered by YouGov during the midterm elections, covering a broad range of topics, including religious affiliation. Protestants made up the largest share with 39%, followed by nothing in particular <laughs> at 20%. <laughs> was, was is this a actual, horse race? Was that the actual like survey question mm -hmm. or one of the answers? Yeah. Nothing in particular? It does sound like horse names, doesn't mm -hmm. it? <laughs> Protestants coming up first with nothing in particular in close second. <laughs> yeah. 
Twenty percent. Uh, Catholics uh, at eighteen, and other faiths: Muslim, Hindus, Buddhists, and other religions, comprising eight percent. Atheists and agnostics both at six percent. So they're considered separate. So twelve percent. Oh, they listed them separately, and they're mm-hmm. each at six percent. Yeah, that's interesting. And followed by Jews at two percent, and Mormons with one. Someone know. should let the Jews and the Mormons know that they're that big of a minority, because I don't <laughs> think they're aware. Yeah. Well, you talk not to, in their bubbles. Yeah, Mormons here in Utah certainly aren't aware no. that that they're in the minority. I, that it's the smallest religious group in the country. Yeah, I I make sure to let them know that when I can. <laughs> when I, oh, by the way, did you know? Did you know I never even heard of a Mormon until I came here to Utah? <laughs> you don't exist outside the, the place state. is fucking lousy with them. Yeah, mm. like it's leave your bubble, please. <laughs> And those who identified with no religion grew the largest in four states. What do you guys think? Um, I'm going to say California, California, New York. Nope. No. Neither of those. Texas. Washington. Hawaii. Oh. West Virginia. Oh. Rhode Island and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's just people looked around and saw the serial killers, and they're like, clearly there's no God. Come on, we we have <laughs> it's fucking two. cold here. It's My lampshade has nipples. Yeah, <laughs> we have we have two, and that he wasn't just a serial killer; he was like revolutionary, like that kind of stuff that he was designing back then. Like people pay big. Big money for that now. Yeah, that's true. He was a trendsetter. Yeah, I mean now they use like latex and like animal skin to make these faux human skinned items but they're expensive gross why i yo you haven't seen that shit why how why would i know (laughs) how much a human well it's not it's not anything is worth it's not real human i'm not from wisconsin ryan (laughs) it's not real human skin (laughs) but it's like an analog it looks like human skin Uh uh-huh that this company makes uh like sofas lampshades wallets that is supposed to look like human oh, skin? Oh, it looks like human skin. You, there's like lips, uh, like like eyelids. It looks fucking real. Did and, you see my butthole lampshade? Yeah, pretty much. Stitched <laughs> a bunch of buttholes together, it, put it on a lip. It looks like they, they look like they should be in a Rob Zombie film. How are you aware of these things? I am aware of a lot of stuff. I'm from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess, uh, maybe my... Google search history isn't as interesting as yours. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most religious groups remained stable, but the nuns had a noticeable upward change. Ah. So, even in this country, where it seems like uh, it's a never-ending uphill battle, Mm -hmm. it's starting to turn. Or at least see improvement. Yeah. You're showing, Ryan is showing me a picture of it. What is that? A leather, a, a, a chair, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it looks like it's stitched together from like human flesh, but it's not human flesh. It's it's not real. Why? And the guy does like that. He does lampshades and wallets and shoes. Yeah. That's badass. I want to get one of those for my tattoo. Room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, look at that. There's, there's, a, there's a purse. I think when I looked it up the one time, like that couch was like five grand. Why items made from human flesh by killer Ed Gein? Not really. 
but uh-huh it's an artist that makes this stuff that's uh I mean, I'll have, well now i gotta i'll have to post some send me the links to that so that i can put them out on our page so that our listeners People, can like even look look at those the stylish see boots what we're looking at <laughs> what in the fuck <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Send, me, send me the link for that so that I can be sure to post it out on our social medias so the people, when they listen to this, go, yeah, Ryan's got some fucked up search <laughs> histories and results and shit that he looks at online. I think I saw it pop up somewhere else, uh-huh. and then I was like, whoa, that's interesting. I was just, a friend asked me about it one day, and uh, so I figured I'd check it out for him. Yeah. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just, yeah. Take yeah, these images that's what happened. <laughs> and uh, send them to you. Okay. They're all on different websites. Oh, okay. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate You're welcome. that. <laughs> well, what, uh, what else you got? <laughs> the chairman of legal firm that defends religious freedom says an American city famous for its historical landmarks is guilty of viewpoint censorship on its denial of a request to fly a Christian flag. Hmm. How so? Liberty Council has asked a federal court to forego a trial and order the city of Boston to allow res- uh, resident Hal Shirtliff and his Christian civic organization, Camp Constitution, Camp Constitution, <laughs> to fly the Christian flag on a city flagpole. The flag would be raised only during a one-hour event on Constitution Day, September 17th. Matt Staver, Liberty Uh, Council co-founder and chairman, and fuckhead who can't even remember how to spell a four-letter name, (laughs) points out that the city of Boston has allowed hundreds of other organizations to fly flags on the flagpole, including those celebrating gay pride and transgenderism, which aren't religions, doormat. Right, yeah. Quote, all all the discovery is done, the depositions are done, everything is ready for the judge to make a ruling, and there's no need to have a trial on this matter because everyone agrees on the facts, he states. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need this whole legal process. We just win. We just win already. We're Christian. That's all you need to know. Uh, What we've discovered is that since 2005, around 300 applications to raise a flag of a private organization have been approved. Not a single one has been denied except for the Camp Constitution flag because of the word Christian. Staver contends that if the flag had been called something other than a Christian flag, Boston would have allowed it, even if it had the same symbols. It's the word Christian that they ultimately censored, even though the word Christian is not on the flag itself. So how do they censor it? If it's not there... It's a flag with a cross on it. Okay. Uh, So this is a very clear violation of the First Amendment because they are clearly targeting the word Christian or anything related to Christian for censorship. And that's viewpoint censorship. God. Viewpoint discrimination. Which the Supreme Court has ruled many times is unconstitutional, he says. Well, yeah, if you're telling somebody that they can't practice their religion and that they can't do whatever, but you can't, you can't then turn around and say, well, now not only do I want the right to practice my religion, but I want the state to officially recognize it and show me some special deference and fly this flag on public grounds. No, that's not how it fucking works, you goddamned idiot. Yeah. Yep. They, they don't understand that quite often. But I've had this privilege all my life, and now you're taking it away from me. Well, it's just like, you keep hearing, like, when they're... I don't hear it as much anymore mm-hmm. with, like, gay marriage. Like, why, why do they get a special rule made for them? 
It's like, no, it's the same. You're only, you you can marry a man if you want. Yeah. You can marry one person. Mm-hmm. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, that, it's that simple. Yeah. That's and it's not, not a special. It's not like gay marriage. It's marriage. Like, yeah. now we're allowing gay people to, to also be married. Yeah. It doesn't just, fucking uh, affect your marriage whatsoever. Just, just, just like you do. If you, if you don't want, if you don't want gay marriage or, to happen, then don't get gay married. Like that's yeah. yeah. Or when you hear him go, well, they can get married too to a to someone of the opposite sex. All right. Well, let's just flip it around. Like, let's say that you have to be married to somebody of the same sex. If you don't want to be married to somebody of the same sex, aren't are you going to want to fight for your right to marry somebody of the opposite sex? Like to enjoy the same thing the same privilege that everybody else has the same right yeah it's mm-hmm. just it's a stupid fucking argument and why are they so concerned with what other people do in their privacy of their own bedrooms they they just are it's just it's and how much headspace that takes up yeah 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 and how much how much rent do they charge people for living in their fucking head all the time right <laughs> mm. just constantly thinking about well two you know two guys get together well clearly their genitals don't match up and so <laughs> you know one's gonna be poking the other one in the bum and then eating poop i don't know what's yeah. going on there. i'm just gonna fantasize about what gay people do in their own bedroom and they always do that. do that they come yeah. up with stuff that i've never even thought of before <laughs> they're like oh you take the popsicle stick and shove it up his ass and then you shit on it and then take it out and eat it like a corn dog and it's like who's <laughs> thinking of this stuff have, have you guys watched uh queer eye at all uh no I've, i i like I them yeah i like that show yeah i've heard it's good uh in one of the latest many episodes, people like it uh the guy was a farmer and had never been around gay men before mm. and he says he goes oh, i was kind of like really nervous when five gay men were going to come to my house and like spend a week with me like i don't know if you guys were going to try to convert me and the guy's response was goes convert you goes 90 percent of the guys i think that we want to convert them we don't want anyways we have enough <laughs> troubles with our own people <laughs> well that's just it too like how fucking conceited are you to think that every gay yeah. person wants, wants you to, or that they even that's that you can be converted yeah it's like if you love women that's kind of the opposite of, yeah yeah of me like yeah it's weird and and honestly i mean i can remember being young and stupid and thinking that like oh i you know these these gay people are just going to be hitting on me all the time and and this is when i was first you know i was young and stupid 15 16 and thought you were hot and no <laughs> but but you know then as i got older and i actually got to spend time around gay people and but i, I think shit i'm trying to think of who explained it to me initially and I can't remember, but I I had said something like, well, you know, what if people hit on me or whatever? And they were just like, take it as a compliment. Like, who the fuck yeah. are you? <laughs> like, you? Like, if somebody else hits on you that you aren't interested in, in what do you do? Say, uh, Sorry, I'm not interested. Tell them, well, I appreciate it. I'm flattered. You think of me that way, whatever. But I'm I'm not interested, whatever. Right. like, so why is it any different? Yeah. Oh, because I'm a bigoted fuckhead <laughs> who's stupid. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. Perfect way. I never actually even thought about saying one. I'm like, yeah, you just do the same thing you do with a yeah. woman. Yeah, see, yeah. it's somebody um, who's interested in you and you are not interested in them and you can feel flattered, touched that they approached you, whatever, like, but you don't, you don't have to accept. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not a thing where somebody says, hey, I like you. Would you like to have sex? And you say, oh, I guess I have to now because <laughs> yeah. you asked me to. 
it's, it's, all right, fine. Let's hurry and go eat the poo-poo, and then <laughs> let's forget this all happened. It's more like, hey, sorry, I'm not really not interested in you that way, but I see we share this common interest, so if you ever want to go do something involving that, I'm down to be friends. Yeah. Well, and if, Stephen Fry is absolutely right. Like, not everybody participates in that. No, you know, not all gay men participate in anal sex. Not yeah. all, not all lesbian scissors. Yeah. <laughs> well, even with straight people, they don't all right. participate in the same sex act. Yeah. Well, that's where I was going to go next is yeah. that, you know, there are straight people who have anal sex. Yeah. That doesn't make them gay. I had, I had an argument after I was not so stupid and was, <laughs> and was more in touch with my feelings and feeling more secure in my sexuality and being able to be around gay people without being a fucking dipshit about it. Like when I'd actually learned more things and understood more about life and was talking to one of my redneck friends one day and he was going on and on about gay people and anal sex. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with anal sex? You were bragging just the other day about fucking your wife in the can, man. Why the fuck (laughs) is that any different for you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you to tell me that? Okay, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. And I was just like, dude, it's you're losing thing. your stupid mind over this. You participate in anal sex. How mm-hmm. is it any fucking different? Well, because my wife doesn't have a dick. Like, Do you wish that she did? <laughs> like, what the fuck is the problem here? <laughs> I don't understand what your complaint is other than that you don't like it when somebody else does it with somebody that you don't yeah. know. Well, it's fucking stupid. You fucking liberals are all the fucking same. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, I've just I hmm. I haven't understood those kinds of comments or arguments since I was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. You have more for us? Yeah, this should dovetail nicely. Okay, Brittany De La Mora, formerly known on stage as Jenna Presley, spent nearly a decade making adult films, but left the industry after struggling with mental health issues and addiction. Hmm. Uh, Pastor Greg, Pastor Craig Gross, founder of Triple X Church in Pasadena, oh. California, a ministry that empowers individuals to break free from their pornography addictions, yeah, announced that he's leaving the ministry after, quote, I used to be named one of the world's hottest porn stars. Uh, I tried to quit the porn industry without the help of God, and the reality is I couldn't do it because God and porn don't mix. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I mean, th- there are all kinds of porn. Yeah, there's got to be a subset of like themed. God like, porn. There, oh, dude, there's so much like nun porn, priest yeah. porn. There's Mormon porn. I saw Vice News did a whole yeah. thing on the Mormon porn right, industry right. here in Utah. Yeah. Um, the De La Moras have now been promoted to the helm of the church as leader Craig Gross is stepping down. But but Gross isn't leaving the Christian faith. He's just throwing cannabis into the mix. Gross is departing to devote more time to website Christian Cannabis, a content platform aimed at Christians who love weed. He should buy the <laughs> CBD.com. Yes, I'm giving he you all the seed bearing plants and herbs to use. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if Christians were to begin understanding how something like cannabis could be used in beneficial ways to support their lives? Gross writes. What if we were to entertain the idea that legality is not the equivalent of uh, licentiousness and neither does neither must we demonize and condemn uh, every single thing that we don't quite understand what if rather than trading our feelings for platitudes and should be's we were to begin to better understand them that has been in part my experience from 
all from a plant. So these are his high thoughts. Yeah. Mm, pot thoughts. Pot thoughts. After discovering med- medical cannabis, Gross was inspired to preach the gospel of the plant to other Christians. So he's leaving his other church. To start a weed church. Yeah. And the porn <laughs> stars are taking his old church. <laughs> this just sounds weird. <laughs> like, I could mm. dig this religion. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a lot of a lot of inter uh, interchange or exchange of things going on there. Yes. That's, that's that's kind of what happens in porn. Yeah, mm-hmm, a lot, mm-hmm. lot of a lot of exchanging of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> what? So is Jenna Presley one of the people that is taking over his yes. old church? Yeah. I didn't quite. I didn't yeah. quite get the Jenna Presley. T- yeah. Is, did she change her name? Is it a different name now? Or her name is Brittany De La Mora. That's probably uh, her, her right. stage name yeah. is Jenna uh, Presley. Okay. I got you. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I know Jenna Presley's work and have been a big fan and admirer for, for years. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware that she had mental health issues and had left the industry. Well, but, there you go. But I'm old, so my porn is, you know. A little, little behind the times, I guess, aged. maybe. Yeah. A little aged. I don't I don't quite watch as much porn as I did when I was much younger. Hmm. Yes, I know Jenna Presley. <laughs> she's she's pretty cute. A locker. Uh yeah. Do you do you do you think want to watch some of Jenna Presley? <laughs> well, I'll show you some pictures. I'm like, I'm like that would be awkward if just we're just watching porn on the podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll take a break and look at some porn. We'll be back after this. <laughs> this is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh shit! Did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up language. You can edit that, right, Spike? If you're going to be a serious grown-up person and appear to defend the Catholic Church in public in front of an educated and literate audience, you simply have to start by making a great number of heartfelt apologies and requests for contrition and forgiveness. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. Okay, well, we uh, looked at some pictures of Jenna Presley. Yeah, we did. She's oh, she's. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's why that's why we initially took a break and then we were on a break so long that we ran into our time that we're going to be talking with Tony from Conversations with God and he's on the line with us now. How you doing, Tony? Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good. Oh, well, you know, we just we're looking at a porn actress and you, some of I her just googled online. Jenna Presley. <laughs> uh, going straight to images. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have safe search on or off? Uh, definitely off. Um, there we go. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm sorry, guys, but I've I've got to go. <laughs> and that was our uh, chat with Tony. Well, lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, God is going to be evening. so disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, he's probably got that website bookmarked. To be fair. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. So so you had contacted us about uh, coming on the show, and uh, I went out and listened to. I've now listened to all of your episodes, and I think they're fucking awesome, man. They're fantastic. Cool. Um, Thank you for that. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started the show. So your name is Tony, and you are obviously not an American, or you put on a great British accent for an American. No, just to be really confusing, um, (laughs) I'm English, but I live in Australia. Oh. It's kind of a Birmingham Australian accent. 
Well, I mean, it, yeah. it's just taking over one of your colonies again, right? Yeah, just, just yeah, I'm just sort of doing a bit of a tour of them. <laughs> yeah, what crime did you commit to go there? Uh, life of bread. Uh, yeah. Well, and so you're the reason that so many Americans get confused, right? When they hear somebody with an accent and they automatically say, oh, well, you're English and Australians go, no, I'm not. I'm Australian and vice versa for... Actually, Australians throw all the vowels in their nose. Remember? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> They they do yeah no it it is confusing for Americans it really is and mm. sometimes they'll say Austrian you don't sound Austrian it's like, <laughs> no no uh, the, the other one beginning with a mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah I'm embarrassed for our for for people that's literally that a dumb and dumber that. joke yeah that's bad. <laughs> 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 well, yeah. Well, so, so is the conversations with God podcast. I think, I think <laughs> what I've done there is I've made a joke that's equally as poor as the ones that I make on the show. So I think we're off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're a Brit who transplanted to Australia. How, how, and why did that happen? Um, how uh, by aeroplane, and, and why my wife? <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, yeah, but, and it was a good move because the, the weather here is, uh, is much better than the weather in England. Oh yeah. yeah. There's what? just sort of lots of, lots of sort of dangerous animals here, but that's all good. That's fine. Just don't go outdoors into the nice weather. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I keep seeing those, uh, I can't remember what they call that giant fucking spider you guys have over there in the yeah. homes. They don't give a fuck about the outside. They come inside. Yeah, and and they're super stealthy, so they actually crawl under doors, even oh. you know, even though you got something there. And then they're called huntsmen. Yes, and and they're massive, and they and they come into your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not good. No, yeah. yeah, I I can't apparently ever live in Australia because I am not a big fan of spiders. Yeah, they're the thing of well, nightmares. It is work then, because actually, little, little known secret, this, but there are actually no dangerous animals here. No sharks, no sp- spiders, no snakes. It's just something we'd say to keep all you mad Americans <laughs> believing God out. I hear kangaroos aren't especially friendly either. No, they're they're, uh, they're super aggressive. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> super aggressive kangaroos down here. Oh, yeah, it's so terrible. You, so you moved to Australia because of the wife and decided, hey, I want to start a podcast where I talk to God. Well, it didn't happen that quickly. No? Um, <laughs> there, there were a few steps in between, but basically I, I was kind of I was kind of getting into the whole um, the, the whole atheist movement. Um, I've always been very sort of science-minded and, and like fact, and, and the more and more I got on, into it, the more and more annoyed I got at the fact that people actually believed that there was a God. It just, I just couldn't get my head around that people still thought it was true. Um, and I did some work on, um, someone else's podcast, uh, as a, a producer and an editor, which is an atheist podcast. And I kind of enjoyed doing that. And I thought, you know what? I want to start my own, but I wanted to start one that was maybe a little bit different to what other people were doing. Cause there's a lot of podcasts where people talk to each other, um, and have conversations, which is great. But I, I wanted to sort of, um, hold God's feet to the fire, if you like, and actually go to the man and go to the source and ask him the important questions and, and, and get the answers directly from him. So I thought, I know, I'll, um, I'll speak to him in a podcast and, and, and get answers firsthand from him. 
which is which is what we did and and out of that 18 <laughs> months ago was born the conversations with god podcast at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> so did, did you have a, a recording background or a, or a sound editing background before you started doing podcasts at all or did you learn it all through podcasting no i did uh okay. when i lived in england a friend of mine uh had a recording studio and i worked i worked in there quite a bit um Contrary to what you might think, having heard the podcast, <laughs> uh, I, I am actually a bit of a musician as well. So yeah, I, I enjoy the whole. I've got like a recording studio at home, so it was. A, I had all the equipment and kind of uh, doing a podcast. Yeah, I had to kind of learn all that uh, and how to use a computer in terms of the internet and um, social media. But yeah, I, I did have a background. And philosophy corner could be a hit single. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so many people have said that to me mm -hmm. well, although um, I, yeah, I, just you, I just you actually but, <laughs> I, I i will say um i was playing some of uh your podcast in my car with my girlfriend and one of your songs came up and she just goes that's shit <laughs> <laughs> oh that's lovely that's the whole point i'm like i'm like, it, it, it I'm like sarah he's not trying <laughs> To make it's 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 a, it's a He's comedy not going podcast. For a Grammy here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not. Um, what's his name? I'm not Keith Urban. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope you're not. Uh, no, you're you're uh, better, more entertaining. Definitely taller. Have you heard the theme to God Bingo? God Bingo. I don't was, think I've. I don't remember hearing that one. God Bingo. I remember when you played yeah. Bingo. Yeah, there's a little intro to that. That's probably my favorite song so okay. far. Well, now I'll have to go back in. Which episode is that in? Um, God Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of the episode. Okay, I will. I'll have to go back and, and yeah, re-listen to God Bingo. The, the, the name of the episode was Burning Beards and Bingo. It's when his beard burnt down, and, uh, he, and, he re and God um, showed us that he had a very small chin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was just growing the beard to, to cover it up. Exactly, because you, you'd you'd think you'd have like a Charlton Heston style profile, but no, it's more like uh, Basha Al Assad from. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make more sense, though. Yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see what you've done there. Yeah, it's a good link. <laughs> mm. So, so you decided that you were going to go straight to the man and ask him questions. How was it that you were actually able to get in contact with him so easily and have him respond in a way that the rest of us mere mortals can comprehend the words that he's saying to you? Well, I, I think I, I triggered something in him with my, my brutal honesty. Um, I was, I was on my knees. I was praying. I was saying, you know, you're not doing very well at the moment. You, I'm looking at your sales numbers. I think you're going backwards in terms of <laughs> recruitment. Um, I said, I don't think the Catholic church is really doing much to, to help, help you out at the moment. You need to go on a bit of a drive. Um, and I think you found my brutal honesty about how sort of religions going backwards in the world are quite refreshing. So we had a bit of a back and forth and, he with with some very stringent stipulations. He he actually then agreed to chat to me twice a month on my terrible podcast, which is only twenty <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> and is is he the one who set the time limit for the shows to be right around twenty minutes? Yeah, he he's got ADHD, so basically he's he's not he, he you know we're not going to do like a long form show with him. Well, he's God's got a lot of hobbies as we've have learned, so he can only take yes. twenty minutes out of the day to. Do this, yeah. and he's got to be back to his hobbies. Why doesn't yeah, exactly. he just heal his ADHD? 
you like. Sorry, what was the question? Oh, I just I'm I'm sort of thinking out loud. Why wouldn't he just sort of heal his ADHD? I think he quite enjoys it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Makes every day an adventure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same reason a meth addict just doesn't quit doing meth. They like it. So, yeah, sure. yeah. So, so you you were not raised religious. It sounds like you you said that you know when you realized that people actually believe this kind of this kind of bullshit that it caught you off guard a little bit. Um, are your parents yeah, not, yeah. not religious up, at all? Up. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, are your parents not religious at all? No, not not at all. I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm I'm going to speak for the all of england um it's, it's not really a very religious country or it's it's religion with a small r so yeah um there are churches yeah people go there but it's not really as um insidious as it is in the u.s it's mm. it's it's sort of super ingrained over there like yeah. it's completely different um whereas in england you'll say yeah i'm a christian but you don't really that's different to saying you're a Christian in America. You, you, it, it's kind of it more of a cultural thing rather than an actual um, a belief. So, but it's interesting. Like I don't really, we, I didn't know any religious people uh, when I went to school, really. Um, however, in England, you are uh, expected, or in a lot of schools, there is religion. You have religious education classes, um, and like looking back now, when I was at my at, Primary school is that is that what you call first school in America? Primary or well, we call oh, it yeah. elementary school. Yeah, elementary. Okay, yeah. Um, we spent a lot of time learning hymns and singing hymns, and it, it just struck me. It's just what a bloody waste of time. Like, why couldn't they have taught us something useful? You know, like <laughs> yeah. how, how to manage money, um, how to pick a lock with a wet piece of string. Ooh. Instead, they just <laughs> fill your fill your head with this rubbish from an early age. <laughs> And it, it just got me angry, to be honest, because now I'm not joking. I can still remember all a lot of the songs that I was taught about Jesus. And it's like, what's the point of that? That's taking up space in my small brain when I could have other stuff in there that's useful. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I, I still know a lot of the primary songs that I was taught in Sunday school when I was younger. And they just, yeah, they occupy headspace. And every now and then I'll I'll hear a little snippet of, of whatever song and it brings back these you know, primary school songs about yeah. popcorn popping on the apricot tree. and <laughs> But the thing know, is, we're not just dumb shit. We're not taught that in public school. And yeah, and, true. and yet we yeah. still know nothing. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what they've <laughs> done with that space that they've, that they have, but uh, you know. Yeah. It must be like, some people say you only use 12% of your brain. That must be like the other, like, I'm not very good at maths. The other, uh, 80, <laughs> the, I think the other 88% is just full of hymns. That's it. <laughs> right. So you you decided that you were going to start a podcast. You wanted to go to the man directly. Do you have yeah. uh, siblings? Well, and how old are you? I'm, I'm curious to know. Uh, I'm 45 years old. Oh, we are the same age. I will say you sound way you younger. I. Oh, really? Well, That's cool. it's, it's hard to judge. It's good being the same age. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you have a very nice voice as well, uh, which absolutely helps. And your show, the, the audio quality on your show is fantastic. One of the things that I love is that, I mean, obviously your show is scripted, right? So you, you have your conversations with God. But I love that it's not even just uh, you say something and then God replies. You you blend it really well together so that 
I mean, there are points of your show where you're even talking over each other a little bit that I'm sure makes editing a little bit of a nightmare. Yeah, thank, thanks for saying all that nice stuff. Um, it, it does actually, I, I worked it out, it takes about seven hours to produce um, a 20-minute episode. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it, it's, there's a lot of work, obviously, um, but, and you wouldn't, well, it, with a lot of things when you try to be funny, and I say try to be funny, um, <laughs> t- timing is essential. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just say, uh, Tony says this, God says that, it, because it doesn't work. The, the pauses and the, and the, you know, the, the breaks have to be, have to be right. So it's a lot of, a lot of time writing. Then it's a lot of time recording. Then it's a lot of time listening and actually just making sure it sounds right in between the breaks. So that, that's kind of like, that, that's kind of like the process. Well, yeah. So, and, it, and it has a nice flow. Like it, it has a very nice conversational flow. Like I said, it, and you include things like where, where I said you actually even kind of talk over each other at times and it just, it makes it a very natural, natural. feeling conversational yeah. mm-hmm. flow for the show I, that I really appreciate. I think you do an excellent job in your editing. Well, you also shape the environment you're in too for the show that a lot of people probably don't realize how much work goes into all the background tracks you're doing in there to make you, the environment feel like you're at where you're at, like when you're playing bingo with God. Yeah, absolutely. And we do a segment each episode called God's Kitchen, or most mm-hmm. episodes. Um, in, and that's in the conversation with God's Kitchen. It's a professional kitchen which the patrons paid for. Uh, so, yeah, you, you hear all, the, all the, um, the sounds of a professional kitchen when we're in there talking about cooking meatloaf. Yeah. Um, and we did actually, we did, we did actually cook meatloaf one episode, but not, not the food. We uh, got actually yeah. put the singer in the oven. I know. And I, I mean, which, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I would, I would be a little afraid to eat that meatloaf with the amount of drugs he's done. I'd imagine you'd have get some kind of contact high eating them. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we eat a lot of, oh, I don't know about you guys, but I eat a lot of steak and, and they're pumped full of antibiotics. And I think it actually makes them taste quite nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean it makes sense. Yeah. So you've been doing the show for about a year and a half now. Do you do you have a yes. stockpile of ideas that you're working that a backlog of ideas that you're working through for future episodes? Yeah, it it's kind of it, it's a working progress and it changes as it goes. Like if you listen for me, if you listen to the first in fact the first episode, I think it's it's completely different to where we're at now. Oh, yeah. I mean, the format's the same and the timing's the same, but uh, i.e. how long it is. But actually, it, it flows, in my opinion, so much better now. Um, so when I first started, I recorded seven, and then I released four straight away, and then three sort of after that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, cha- it's definitely changing. And in terms of ideas, yeah, it's just stuff that comes into my head every day, and then you just have to write them down mm. and remember them. It's just, it's, uh, for me, a lot about it is having God in, in seemingly mundane situations like doing the ironing, um, making toast, running a bath, uh, on a treadmill. I think there's a real, um, the, do you know what I mean? Like the extreme, uh, dichotomy of, of something that everyone worships. Well, well and yeah. So and, just, and, and just mm. picturing God in these extremely banal yeah. situations in day to day life that most people go through that you would never ordinarily p- imagine God having to go through those same trials and tribulations on a day to day basis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I don't want to compare myself to, but I do draw a lot of inspiration from uh, the Monty Python style of comedy. Oh yeah, um, and their their sort of portrayal of uh, of Brian in the life of Brian. <laughs> that sort of uh, and, and their cartoons as well that they have with Godin, um, just sort of really um, mocking it massively, which is great, great fun. That's, that's right. I I I was getting that that BBC, you know their freedom of being able to create different kind of content from your show. Like they're like the BBC style radio shows and stuff. I'm like, so has that had an influence on you with that kind of stuff? That, that style? I don't know if you listen to the radio shows at all that they still do, but yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I suppose. Yes. The, the, the conversational style. Yeah. Is, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there used to be a radio show in England called. There probably still is. Actually, I'm I'm saying it as if it's it's gone, but it called the Archers, which was like a quintessential soap opera on the radio mm-hmm. um, about this sort of rural village and yeah. So it's that sort of twee, um, twee clean sounding, um, talking interview style. Excellent. But we, we we we've had a few guests on the on the podcast as yeah. well. We we do we do a section called Philosophy Corner. <laughs> Um, where God and I basically delve into some of the really difficult questions um, that are out there in the universe. Uh, we've had guests, like we've had Dolly Parton on. She was great. Oh. We've had uh, Sir David Hasselhoffs. He he came on. He, he was a delight. <laughs> I, I thought we had Jordan Peterson come on, but it turns out it's actually Kermit. Um, oh. They've got the same manager, and they and I was t- chatting to Kermit, and I thought it sounds just like Jordan Peterson. <laughs> um, we, we had we had Lionel Richie on, and we also had John Luke Picard. So was he on all night got, long? Sorry, <laughs> was Lionel Richie on all night long? <laughs> oh, <that's>, <laughs> <laughs> just Sunday mornings. <laughs> Um, he, he, no, he actually popped in to say, hello. <laughs> um, um, was it, was, he, John... was it him that you were looking for? <laughs> it, it, it wasn't. He, he did actually say that on the podcast. And I'm like, no, Lionel. Um, no, we're not. <laughs> yeah, didn't you have uh, like Tom Cruise as well? Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a fascinating, he's a very intense character, Tom Cruise. Very intense. He he didn't. Ju- did he jump on the table when you were there? Uh, we did it. We did it via Skype. So oh. I, I don't. He could have done. I'm not saying he didn't. Okay. Um. But but I didn't witness that. I mean, that's just my only hope. If I ever meet Tom Cruise, he better jump on a table. <laughs> yeah, you'd want him to jump, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's his signature move now from Op- uh, from yeah. Oprah. <laughs> do you think he'll do that in the new Top Gun movie? It, it, yes, with his shirt off. And yeah. The table will be in the middle of the volleyball court. Mm. <laughs> I saw I saw a great meme that said, you know, who's not excited about the new Top Gun movie? And it was just a yeah. picture of Goose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've been doing the show for about 18 months dark, now. Dark yeah. humor and unvaccinated kids are uh. two things that never get old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. Uh, yes, so eight, 18 months, and it's taken this long for me to reach out to um, other content providers and say, um, any chance I could come on your uh, show and sort of talk about it a bit to get some 
more people listening to God's beautiful voice. <laughs> so, well, and I and I have heard your interview on uh, Phil Ferguson's show. What other sh- what other shows have you appeared on so far? Uh, that's pretty much it. I did uh, a guy called Zach Zachrelidge. Oh, nice. Okay. If you're, if you're aware with him, yeah. did, he was kind enough to have me on his show, and yeah, we did um, did Phil as well, which was good. That's when I that that was the first that was my first interview, and when I discovered that I was absolutely awful at interviews. <laughs> well, it's just an unscripted fine. talk. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a little more different when you don't have a script to work from, and you're just kind of riffing and going with the flow. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh. So you've been on Phil Ferguson's show. Do you? So you've been doing this for eighteen months. Uh. Do you have a direction that you're going to go with the show? Like, I understand you're going to continue having conversations with God. Um, I'm just wondering if the Almighty is going to be, you know, indisposed at some time in the future and may not be able to get back to you right away. Or is it that with his awesome power, he can basically just do whatever he wants anytime he wants? Well, he, he, I challenge him on that a lot. And he, he doesn't, he seems to sort of. Um, not really have an answer for it, which is interesting. But yeah, he does, he does go to trade fairs and he does go to deity conventions. So I do have to find the, um, the time. I, I will have to find the time to interview other people, maybe sometimes. Um, I've just, in fact, I've recently done an, an interview with one of our Patreons who's an ex Jehovah's Witness. Um, and God isn't really involved in that conversation very much. Just at the end, we kind of have a bit of a chat about it. Um, yeah, I think now I, the... I intend to keep talking to God, um, unless there's any of the deities that want to come on. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, have you? I I haven't, or I can't remember one of your episodes anyway, where God has acknowledged that other deities exist or or had conversations with them. Yeah, he's acknowledged that Satan exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, I think he's aware there are other ones, but he's he's only interested in the one. He's only interested in the ones that that worship him, obviously. I uh, see. I I imagine him being on a bowling team with like Zeus or something. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> and they're I'm, making thunder and lightning. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, his bowling ball would have yeah like a big bolt of lightning on it. I think. Yeah. So, do you ha- do you have any children, siblings? What what is your family structure like? It's solid, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid as a rock. Um, yeah, I have a brother and I have uh, a son as well. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and how old is your son, if you don't mind me asking? He's ten. Ten. Does he like yeah. the podcast? Um, or is he not allowed to listen? No, he absolutely is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think so. No, <laughs> he, he likes bits of it. He likes the silly songs. Hmm. <laughs> and and which, how, which nobody else likes. And, and uh, was your wife raised religious at all? Uh, went to Catholic school, yes, but not 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 anymore. Um, and more, more of a hobby religionist rather than someone who actually believed the doctrines, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I run into people all the time who are more culturally tied to any religious yeah. belief than mm. than having a real, you know, deep-seated belief in a sky fairy. Yeah, it's more of a family tradition than an actual, um, you know, mm. relationship. Yeah, well, and with, especially... With, with Skypig. 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> well, and I know, I know a bunch of people who are, you know, culturally Mormon or culturally Catholic where that's where they get their sense of community from or, or where they initially got their sense yeah. of community from. You know, they would go to church. They, they attend semi regularly, but more than, more than a belief in a God and going to a building to worship this invisible sky wizard, they're going to meet and talk to the people that they, share their lives with, right? That they have a community, hmm. that they have a real community with not, they're not going there in devotion and supplication to this invisible being in the sky. It's, it's more that, Oh, I want to see Janice. You know, we haven't really talked since the last bake sale. I want to do this and that. It's, it's much more a community based thing than it is a really deep seated, heavy religious belief in anything. Yeah. I suppose really it's more, for me, the problem comes in when it when when we're raising children w- with with the lies. But that's I suppose mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me. Yeah, I agree. Do you so along those lines? Do you do you do you participate in things like you know Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and all that kind of stuff, or or are you viewing those as more as as different and less harmful than religious belief? Or how, how does your family handle those types of issues? Uh, to be fair, we, we did in the early, in the early years, but as soon as, um, my son was old enough to kind of understand conversations, um, around that sort of thing, I was dead honest and just said, look, it's fun to pretend that the Santa It's fun to pretend there's the Easter bunny, but you do know, you know, that's not real. That's, you know, me and mom doing that. So yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, fun to start off with but then this is reality and it, it you know I, I, that that's just how we choose to parent but whoa 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 wait are you telling me there is no santa and there is no easter bunny um uh, actually guys to be totally honest with you you know what i've, I've got i've just got to go i've got to go for a poo i'll be back in <laughs> 10 minutes hold on all right oh. well there goes Tony. i think i scared him <laughs> off I think so. You scared the shit out of him. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, okay. Well, I guess uh, we maybe we'll go to break here and be back in just a moment. Maybe, maybe well, let's think. We, I, oh, shit. You know, I have that list of questions from yeah. our listeners with our connection to Tony. Maybe, well, let me see. If, let me see. So, because Tony contacted us, I yeah. think I may have a line or connection to the Almighty through Tony. So, okay. let's let me see if I can get that fired up, and I'll pull up the <laughs> list of questions from our listeners. Maybe while Tony's pooping, we can <laughs> we can answer some of those questions. So let's let let me get that established, and we'll be right back. Okay. This is Matt Dillahunty, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. I'm, I'm not really sure what you're saying, son. I'm saying, if there is some geezer up there with a big white beard, he's a wound heavyweight cunt. I, I'm sorry, did you just call God a C-word? Yeah, he's got a hard-on for mass murder and giving kids cancer. And his big old answer to the existential clusterfuck that is humanity it's to nail his own bleeding son to a plane. That is a cunt move. Come on, even you got to agree hey, with me. Hey, hey, please. We should lob a fucking nuke at him. Sorry. Get it over and done with. You know what I'm saying? We're sorry, sir. We apologize. My man. All right, good talk. Think about it. I'm here all day, all right? 
You mind piping it down just a little bit? Oh, huh? I'm sorry. Didn't mean to offend you. are in the Black Baptist mums shouting praise the Lord. Fuck you, I'm Episcopalian. And it's nothing wrong with having a little church up in you, you know? Said the bishop to the nun. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right, so I think I have God on the line. Are you Are you there, God? Yeah, hello. God, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I just said yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Why do you have to keep asking me? I'm right here. Yes. Yes, Lord. Okay. Well, we have some questions for yeah. you. Oh, great. If you uh, don't mind spending a little bit of time talking with us. No, no, And, and going through these questions that we have from, from, from both ourselves and from some of our listeners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's not piss around. Let's get on with it. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Well, that would be, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not a problem. Happy to help. Dear, dear maggot face. I think that's what, that's what Tony refers to you lovingly. That's, as, what, that's, that's, what, I, that's I what I've heard. That's okay. All right. So the first question that we have comes to us from uh listener, Dennis, Paul Himes, and he wants to know, is the twin conjecture true? Well, the, the answer is yes, Dennis. But you need to make sure that your oven is fan-forced, otherwise you could end up burning the underside of your prime conjecture, or even worse, drying out your meat altogether. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was a bit, that was a bit of a cheeky response. Um, yeah. I, I, don't know if that's exactly what Dennis was asking about, but I, you know, God works in well, mysterious ways. I guess m- maybe you can answer William Peterson's question a little bit better. Well, let's see. Oh, yeah, because William wanted to know: uh, Did Mary orgasm? Which is a good question. Yeah. Well, thanks for the question, William. And it's a simple answer, really. As a staunch misogynist myself, who fucking cares whether she orgasmed or not? She was merely a vessel to get myself born via a very risky vaginal tract that I designed badly so that I would eventually get nailed to a cross that I knew about to save you ungrateful bastards for all your sins. Does that make sense, William? <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. think so. <laughs> I don't it, it never does, Dan. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. Like most of the things that you do, it seems capricious and arbitrary. Mm. I, I don't understand... First, why you would design it so poorly if you have all of this power and knowledge, but, you know, your your ways are not our ways, and you operate differently, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so, th- thanks, God, I, mean, I suppose. Yeah, uh, no problem helping out. That's what I'm here to do, Dan. Um, I, I, I do have some more questions, if if that's okay. We, the, the next one we have is uh, from... Chad Russie, and he wants to know why. Why? That's that's basically it. He he wrote to us and said, "Ask him why for me, would you?" Thanks. Thanks. If I'm honest, Chad, I think you're asking the wrong question. The question you need to ask is, why haven't you been to church recently and worshipped my big beady face? And stop masturbating, Chad. It doesn't become you. I knew oh, he watched. I knew that that may be an issue for some people because he's everywhere, right? He sees everything. A voyeuristic. Watches you poop, watches you masturbate. He's kind of a voyeur. Yeah. Voyeur. 
Always voyeur. Yeah, it's uh, it's French. Voyeur Gina? I can't <laughs> what's what's my Gina? I don't know. <laughs> we got a bee. That's <laughs> not a bee. That's, I don't even that's a mosquito. Uh next up we have Tim Jacobson. And he is wondering if Adam and Eve didn't understand right and wrong prior to eating the forbidden fruit. Jesus, man, what are you on about? <laughs> I'm sorry, I, no, no disrespect, Lord. My, my apologies. Uh, he, he says, if Adam and Eve didn't understand right and wrong prior to eating the forbidden fruit, how could you punish them for doing so? We all know if you tell a kid not to do something without explaining why, the kid is just going to want to find out on their own. So if you created humans, one would think you understood human nature. Can I refer you to episode 30 of the Conversations with God podcast, Tim? All of your answers with regard to Adam and Eve, lieth, thereeth. <laughs> lieth, thereeth? I, he's using that old, old, that old-timey talk. Yeah. I, I thought he was getting away from that a little bit more. I, I mean, in listening to all of the episodes of Conversations with you, dear Skypig, yeah. I, it seemed like you were getting away from those types of responses, but I guess, you know, every now and then it's good Ex to... Exactly, Dan. I like to, I, I like to mix it up. You know, kick the tree, see where the leaves land. Yeah, maybe he just back. wants to do a little throwback now and then. Yeah, good to return to your roots, I suppose. Well, uh, Kevin Newman, he's been on the show before. Yes. He wants to know, why did he allow Frodo to be played by someone who was obviously ill-equipped to handle the weight of such a role. Why, damn you? Please answer us, dear lord. Oh, Kevin. Lovely, sweet, naive Kevin. Elijah Wood is to Lord of the Rings as Hayden Christensen is to my Star Wars. It's such a delight to watch these young chaps flail and struggle under the weight of these roles. Their careers ruined. They're washed up. They become whore-banging cocaine addicts. At this stage, they become perfect candidates for the Catholic Church and valuable members of the flock. Wow. I, I guess that's one way to get converts, just ruin their lives so they have to seek some divine intervention yeah. to try to turn things around. Seems seems like not the best way to deal with it, but yeah. again, your ways are not our ways. You're not wrong there, me old fruit. Uh, so I was wondering the the next the next few questions that we have come from members of the show here. This is these will be from myself and and Matt, who <laughs> we have some questions. <laughs> I just were you burping I, while you I, said that? I, I no, I but it was, just, it was just funny. I caught you mid mid sip of your of your delicious beverage, and so mm -hmm. I was hoping for a spit take. Uh, but I'm wondering. Because growing up LDS, you know, I was taught that the Mormon religion is the one true religion. It's God's restored religion down here on Earth. And since leaving them, please tell me it's not the Mormons, right? It's not. It's, it's not the Mormons. Please tell me that it is not the Mormons. Lovely question, Dan. One true religion. What a lovely way of putting it. And Dan, whilst the Mormons are pure and kind of heart, and are generally a religion of peace, I still think they're one step away from the beauty and joy that Catholicism offers. The Catholics, and dare I say, 
the Jehovah's Witnesses seem to go the extra mile to make sure that the paedophile priests within their organisations are moved around frequently and more importantly fairly between congregations. This level of consideration for all involved, for me, unfortunately trumps the Mormon patron saint, Mr. Harrison Ford, aka John Book, from the 1985 documentary movie, Witness. Does that make sense, Dan? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense at all to me. You ungrateful bastards. Uh, I, because Mormons don't have patron saints, I would imagine that if the LDS faith were the one true religion restored, you know, God's restored gospel and church here on earth, that they would know these things or that you would know them in in your infinite wisdom. I mean, clearly you didn't actually speak to Joseph Smith and lead him to this first vision of which there are many different versions, but just like the Bible. It it seems a little weird to me. So next up, I'm wondering, it's something that we've talked about on the show. Quite a few times. In, yeah, throughout several different episodes. And we've had, I think, probably two or three, maybe four episodes that we've kind of focused on this almost exclusively or talked about it. Heavily. Oh, get him with the question, Dan. In, in lengthy fashion or in quite a bit of detail. Uh, it's the, it's the whole concept and notion of free will. It, I don't believe that free will exists anywhere, but a lot of your religious believers do believe in free will. They figure that that's how we fell from grace. You wanted to let us have our options to do whatever. Uh, and, and that leads people astray where they can do evil things if they choose whatever. So basically I'm just wondering if there's free will in heaven, because it seems like that would be a really terrible idea. Yeah. No, Dan. In heaven, it's like going to church on a Sunday, spending what feels like an infinite amount of time with people who really don't have a fucking clue what's going on around them. <laughs> don't overthink it, Dan. Stop masturbating. Start praying. You're going to love it up here. He knows. Well, he probably heard you talking about that porn earlier. Uh, oh, shit. Right. That was, we just talked yeah. about visiting Jenna yeah. Presley's well, doing a search for her anyway and, and looking at some some images. Yeah. So Matt has the next three questions for you. Yeah, I just uh, I was wondering if Jesus knew that he was going to be worshipped before he did this whole thing. Well, yeah, of course. He wouldn't have I mean, I wouldn't have taken the job without the worship part of it. Does that make sense, Matt? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, well, I think it's interesting that that you referred to Jesus and yourself. Like, is it? it it's got to be confusing for you too. It's got to be as confusing for you. You're not wrong. Well, me, no, it's probably not as confusing because you're no. all powerful. You're yeah. all knowledgeable. But it is very, very confusing for us mere mortals. The whole Trinitarian God concept seems. Out God. of reach for our tiny minds, I guess, because it just doesn't make any sense to me. But I know Matt has a, yeah, a couple other questions. Speaking of being all knowledgeable, why why use cave Jews and Joseph Smith, the known con man, to get your message out? Essentially, Matt, it gives me uh, plausible deniability. Uh, yeah, I suppose it would. That's a, uh, that's that's a short and sweet answer. Yeah, simple. Uh, <laughs> plausible deniability, because... 
obviously these people are so inept that they shouldn't be believed, which then calls into question just why you would why? choose to show yourself. Yeah, I mean, it goes kind of goes back to Chad's yeah. question of why. Why? But yeah, I'm sure you, he would just got you just tell us to quit masturbating. So exactly, we'll move on to our our next question from Matt. Fucking mosquitoes, really? Oh come on, Matt! Listen to episode seven of the Conversations with God podcast at gmail.com. Tony and I go into quite a lot of detail with regard to the humble murdering bastard insect, the mosquito, right there in that episode, Matt. Okay, Matt. Okay. Does, did, did, did that answer your question <laughs> sufficiently? <laughs> I mean, like, I guess I can go look it up. Uh, I'll go sounds, track it down in the podcast. It sounds like God is just trying to plug his own podcast. Well, and it just kind of sounds like he's given us the brush off. So we have uh, we have a whole bunch of other questions. Uh, start. Well, Guys, I'm, I'm not being funny, but if you're just going to take the piss out of me and laugh whenever I give an answer... Uh, not take it seriously, then I'm afraid I'm going to go and do something else. Okay. Ungrateful bastards. I give it my time to talk to you guys, and that's how you treat me. I thought Tony was bad. Alright, hello? Are you. No, I've gone, guys. I'm sorry. Bad enough. I think we pissed him off. Well, but we only got to ask 10 questions. I don't understand why he wouldn't have you been. Should- Wanting and willing to stick around and answer some more. I mean, it's not like he's got an infinity to wait for it. Right. I mean, time is nothing to him, yeah. right? He's been around forever, will be around forever. Yeah. Time is 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 it's, nothing to him. It doesn't it doesn't mean applicable. the same thing to yeah. us. I don't like maybe some maybe there's uh, a key a car key emergency somewhere, or there's a sporting event that somebody's really really excited about. I don't know, but oh shit, we ask exactly ten questions. Ooh. So And then these, he disappeared. Are these the new Ten Commandments from God? I don't think they're commandments. I mean oh. the it's weird, right? I mean it's it's all about weird numbers. New numerology with with God. I mean six 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 is bad, yeah. seven 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 is good. We've got ten commandments. He's he's seems to be limited to ten. Oh no, he's not limited to ten because there were twelve boyfriends. Twelve <laughs> <laughs> Yes, twelve boyfriends. Yeah. Well, there were boys that were friends of his. Gotta so. gotta have a dozen. Fuck. Oh, uh, but I guess well, he had a baker's dozen until he was betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess thanks God for answering some of our questions. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Tony will be done pooping when we return from this short break. Yeah, push it out. <laughs> Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, a.k.a. The Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at Cybabe.com, at my Twitter account, at The Cybabe, and if you want really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. I can't believe I'm going to lose my job. I just upgraded all of the trash cans in my apartment. Stupid, Dina, stupid. Relax. Things have a way of working out. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you'll be happy with me gone. We turn this place into some sort of deranged religious cult. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you!
Well, I think we have Tony back on the line again. Are you, are you there, Tony? Uh, yep. Yeah, all good. Let me just sit down. Yeah, now everything's going well. Um, <laughs> what, what, are you go- what are you guys been up to? Uh, well, uh, talking to some prick. We were, yeah, we were talking to the bearded oh. sky pig, and he was. I mean, he. Oh. I think maybe he tried to be helpful in his own special mm-hmm. way, but it. I don't know. I just it. None of the answers really seem fulfilling. They weren't. I. I don't feel like. You know, all of my life, I have thought that if I were to ever have a conversation with God and could ask Him anything, mm-hmm. that the wisdom that would be bestowed would be so prophetic, so life-changing that I would feel completely different about myself as a person. And honestly, I... You didn't get that? (laughs) He's kind of difficult. I I just, I feel a little empty. Okay. Uh, Well, I'll pass that on unless you did already. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he's, I suppose he's he's comparable to a a politician in that respect. You, You never really get a straight answer out of him, do you? And oh, that is just drives you mad. And I have to speak to him twice a month on the bloody podcast. He's like a bloody child. Never get a straight <laughs> answer out of him every uh, time. Just answer the bloody question. Goes off on a tangent. I was, I was going to say he's kind of like a mall Santa. You always ask a mall Santa for 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 good stuff, then when it comes time to get it, it's not there. Yeah, you just always left feeling empty. Yeah. The mall Santa can yeah. promise whatever he wants. He doesn't yeah. really have to deliver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, look, I'm really sorry. I, I try and put myself between the human race and God because he, he certainly isn't a fulfilling God. So I'm really sorry you had to experience that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a noble endeavor. It mm. is, yeah. A, a thankless quest. <laughs> it is, absolutely. <laughs> and we greatly appreciate the work that you're doing on that front, Tony. We Honestly, seriously, mm-hmm. we really, really appreciate it that you have the patience first to deal with this guy and, and, and have these conversations with him twice a month that I would get probably pretty stabby about. (laughs) Yeah. Bit of a prick. So you got to be a special sort of person (laughs) because no, no, no one's interested in me. It's, it's like, Oh, never mind. Push Tony out of the way. Oh, we, we want to speak to God. It's like, you know, so I do have to put up with quite a bit of rejection. Yeah. You're third wheeled. (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> well it has been an absolute delight having you on the show this evening uh if people have questions about the show they want to reach out they want to maybe ask god some questions maybe perhaps relay those through you to the almighty sky pig yep how, where, where would they go yeah where would they go yeah. for more information how can they contact you or the show so okay so the podcast is conversations with god podcast Email is conversationswithgodpodcast at gmail.com. Weird. Facebook. It is weird. Uh, <laughs> Facebook is CWG podcast. Ah. And it's generally available wherever you download your podcasts from. And what does that stand for? Conversations with God. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Wait, did you really not get that, Dan? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think that was a joke. That wasn't real, was it? No, yeah, that was a joke. But I think Dan was somewhere else for the moment. No, I I totally got it. I was oh, okay, playing okay, into okay. It, and then I thought it was even more funny that you were wondering if I was being serious. Yeah, that that was your that was the same face you make when you don't get it. So that was a good a bit good bit of acting. You know there. what that was? Acting. <laughs> You're welcome. You're supposed to say brilliant, but that's fine. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So just just typing conversations with God, uh, basically. There's another podcast though called that, but um, don't listen to that one. It's not very good. Ours is better. No, so yeah, ours is I, I ran some searches for conversations with God, and a bunch of religious bullshit came up, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on here, man?" Yeah, I'm sure I get some genuinely religious people listening to it. And just they must just freak out. I'm sure It'd be hilarious. <laughs> have you gotten any? Have you gotten any hate mail or mail from Christians who are thoroughly disappointed? Like they they accidentally stumbled into your show? Uh, yeah. When I originally had Twitter, some people. Oh no! The problem I get is atheists think I'm an actual religious person, <laughs> and they think it's a, a true religious show. And they oh. they were hitting me up on Twitter saying, um, "Where's your evidence?" And X Y Z and going all going all fire and brimstone on me. I'm like, dude, it's satire. Have a listen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we can be a fairly contentious lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on the show, Johnny. Yeah. This has been an absolute delight. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a while. I look forward to hearing more conversations between you and the Almighty One. Uh, anything that you would like to impart to our listeners before we have to let you go? No, all good. I'm sure they've had enough of me. I just want to say, th- guys, thanks so much for having me on your show and giving me a platform to talk about conversations with God. Legends. Mm-hmm absolutely oh, thank so you welcome. for joining us you're welcome back anytime we would love to talk to you some more yes cool thanks guys thank you so much tony we really appreciate it what a fun show yeah he's really good to talk to i like tony quite a bit man he's a funny guy um and and conversations with god is a great show you should all go and check it out like i said the episodes are only like 20 minutes long so they're short you can listen to them very quickly and they're yes. fun they're very well produced the audio quality is awesome and they're just, they're fun. They're a fun, bit, fun little bit of thing that you can do during your day, during your commute, mowing the lawn, whatever you're going to do, pooping. Seems to be a lot of pooping going on, but it's a lot of fun. I really dig the show. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Tony. It was a pleasure having you. Yeah. Um, Infant trooping. Oh. Infant trooping. <laughs> yes, earlier in the news, I saw a clip of Donald Trump saying, Infant trooping. And law markers yeah. to go with Kafefi and hamburgers and United States of America. A, a million other things. <laughs> I want to fuck my daughter. Didn't yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, <laughs> he's just a fucking clown. And they should start impeachment immediately. Uh, that'll pretty much wrap things up for this evening's show. Before we go, I want to make sure that I, in addition to thanking our Patreon members, Thank a listener out in the audience who contacted me asking if I wanted some posters from NASA. And I wasn't sure initially who it was who had contacted me because we didn't actually exchange names, introduce each other that way. Um, But thank you so, so much, Mr. Matthew Sanders, for sending me the posters from NASA. I posted pictures of the posters out on our Twitter and Facebook places. They're really cool. They are very cool. Um, I am going to hang at least one here in the studio, and then I figured that I would get some frames and we could do like a a prize something-something for listeners. We'll have to figure out what we want to do there. But, uh, yeah, send these out. Share them with the world from our wonderful listener who sent them in to us. That's that's fucking awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. I really appreciate that. Um. If if you would like to send us anything, 
get in touch with me and I'll give you an address where you can send us stuff. <laughs> that would be great. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Mr. Alan Firth. New Mania. Christy Kalbach. Gaytheus. Larry Wilson. Steve and Andrus. Let them eat coffee. Two skeptical chaps. Michelle Short. Vanessa. Don't be a Richard. Utah Outcast. Janet Yoter. Marius Kat Butrakowski. Wesley Aaron. Andrew Vodopich. Uh, Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Fuzz. Jesse Pointer. Oh, boy. Freethinker215 and Milhouse Van Houten. Let me start over because I said... Van <laughs> Houten. I said the last name funny. Freethinker215 and Milhouse Van Houten support Secular Student Alliance. Yes. Captain Sample. Who edited their pledge and, and increased much. their pledge. Thank you very much. Savita Kuna. The Purple Dragon. And Taylor Gray. That has been fucking with me all night. It just gave me a short chair. Now I'm sitting down like a little boy, looking up at my microphone, wishing I was taller. I'm just going to keep my chair down here. How's that? Ooh. <laughs> now you can't fuck with it if it's already as low as it'll it's go. It's already been fucked. <laughs> Thank you all very much for tuning in this evening. And so until next week, crucify Jesus if he comes back because. If he's the son of the guy that we were talking to earlier, then clearly he's got it coming. Uh, leave us a review and go listen to Conversations with God. Mm -hmm. And rate the show five times a day toward Birmingham, Australia. <laughs>